Let's face it, healthcare costs are a growing concern for many people. But there's one underutilized tool that can really help, and that is a health savings account, often referred to as an HSA. In this episode, I spoke with Begonia Klum of Fidelity Investments to discuss everything you need to know about HSAs. Fidelity sponsored the Mental Health and Wealth Summit and partnered with us to share this episode. The Mental Health and Wealth Show, the Mental Health and Wealth Show, the Mental Health and Wealth Show. Thank you so much for listening to the Mental Health and Wealth Show. This is host Melanie Locker. And first of all, I want to acknowledge that you are brave and amazing for being here. Getting ready to listen to a show about mental health and money is not easy, and I know you are ready for these amazing conversations. But before you listen, I want to let you know that all of my content is based on my own personal experience with mental health and money, as well as the experiences and expertise of my guests. I'm not a mental health professional or a financial professional, so content should not be considered professional, medical, or financial advice. As a trigger warning, please note that content on the show may include sensitive topics around mental health and suicide. So if you're currently in distress, please get in touch with a professional by texting HOME to 741-741. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. This is Melanie Lockhart, host of the Mental Health and Wealth Show. Today, I'm interviewing Begonia Klum from Fidelity Investments. Begonia Klum is the head of HSA for Fidelity, where she manages the HSA business with almost $7 billion in assets in more than 1.5 million health savings accounts. Prior to joining Fidelity in 2018, Begonia was the CEO of UMB Healthcare Services, a division of UMB Bank, and grew it to more than $2 billion in assets and more than 1 million health savings accounts. Fidelity sponsored the Mental Health and Wealth Summit, and we partnered on a session about HSAs, and I'm so excited to bring you a conversation about health savings accounts today on the podcast. Welcome to the show, Begonia. Thank you very much, Melanie, for having me again. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you here and talk more about health savings accounts. And you had such a wonderful session at the Mental Health and Wealth Summit, and I know that you blew so many people's minds just talking about something that is so practical, so useful, but also very important when it comes to mental health and wealth. So I wanted to just first talk about for people that might not be aware, they're listening for the first time, they don't really know what a health savings account is, which we're going to also refer to as an HSA, but it refers to health savings account. What is a health savings account and how can people use it? Yes, absolutely. Let's start with the basics. So an HSA is a tax advantaged account that was created with the Medicare Modernization Act in December of 2003. And these accounts were created to help individuals with high deductible health plans so that they would have an HSA to save money that would help them cover those higher deductibles. Uh, Contributions, what is special about the accounts, as I said, is a tax-advantaged account. So contributions are made into the account tax-free. And the IRS determines what are those limits, uh, the maximum amount that you can contribute tax-free every year. And you use those dollars, tax-free dollars, to pay for your qualified medical expenses today and those in the future. And there's a a wide variety of uh, of qualified medical expenses from co-pays to dental care, vision, uh, any type of hospital care, over-the-counter prescription drugs, etc. I think that also, you know, the accounts are, as I said, are tax deductible, but they have this triple tax advantage that that we talk about. 
of the accounts in the sense that the money that you put into the account is tax-free. The money that you withdraw from the account is tax-free and the money that is in the account grows also tax-free. In addition to that, another key advantage is that uh, once you are age 65 or older, there is no penalty to use your HSA for you know other things that are not uh, qualified medical expenses. The only thing is that you would have to to pay income tax on those withdrawals from the account, but that's exactly how you would do when you would withdraw your money from uh, a 401k, for example. So those are uh, very important advantages that I want to make sure people understand of the accounts. Yeah, that's fantastic and so illuminating. And just the triple tax advantage in and of itself is so useful. And so what you're saying is that people can contribute every single year up to a certain amount, and then also continue to roll that amount over every year? That is correct. Uh, So these are individual accounts owned individually. So the money in the account is your money. It stays with you no matter if you change jobs, if you change your health plan. Uh, These are your dollars. Oh, perfect. So this is so wonderful because actually during our Ask a Financial Planner session at the Mental Health and Wealth Summit, Brian specifically mentioned maxing out your 401k, maxing out your Roth or traditional IRA, and then also maxing out your HSA. Obviously, if money were were no issues, what we were talking about, like where to invest. And so it was so perfect that he mentions HSAs as one of the tools for investing and saving for your health. And so you mentioned that it's specifically for high deductible health plans. What is the current definition of a high deductible health plan? And what are the contribution limits, if, if you mind sharing? Yes, uh, so a high deductible, a qualified high deductible health plan, which is an HSA eligible uh, plan, right? A qualified high deductible health plan or HSA eligible health plan has to have an annual deductible of at least $1,400 for if you have individual health, individual coverage, or $2,800 if you have family coverage, and a maximum out of pocket cost of $7,000 for individual coverage and $14,000 for family coverage. That's so great. And I love hearing about this. And so you can get an HSA through Fidelity um, as a retail investor, correct? That is correct. Uh, you know, if you do have a high deductible health plan, then you are able or you're eligible to open and contribute to an HSA. You can check if you have if your employer is offering uh, an HSA program, and, and you can obviously get your account through that employer sponsor program, or you could get it uh, through the retail channel. And Fidelity has both, so you can go to our Fidelity website and uh, sign up, open easily uh, an HSA account. Are there any minimum contributions or fees that people should be aware of? No, if you. Um, you know, open an account with Fidelity. There are no transaction fees, no administrative fees that we would charge uh, to you as an individual. You have no minimums to invest. So that means that you start investing from dollar one and uh, no fees to invest either. So it's, a, it, you know, we're trying to, to make it easier for individuals to put money into their HSA and, and save it and invest it. Ah, I love that. So, well, because this is the Mental Health and Wealth Show, I'm curious, what are the ways that an HSA can support someone's mental health and wealth? So, for example, does it cover therapy and prescriptions? Yes, absolutely. All of the above. As I said, uh, the type of 
expenses that are qualified. Uh, medical expenses are pretty broad, and those include over-the-counter and prescription drugs. So if you need to take any medication for any mental health condition, that would be covered as well as therapy, counseling uh, sessions uh, would be also eligible HSA expenses. Oh, wonderful. I love that. So just from a more technical standpoint, I'm curious. So let's say someone goes to therapy, they have a prescription. How do they get it kind of covered by the HSA? Do they reimburse themselves? Do they have it paid out? Like, how does that work? That makes sense. So usually with your HSA, you will get a debit card. And uh, once you are in your, you know, if you are going to pick up your prescription, at your pharmacy or, you know, when you are at the doctor's office for your appointment, you can use your debit card, your HSA card to pay for those expenses. And those are automatically withdrawn from the account. You don't need to, to submit any additional receipts. Or if you pay with your credit card, let's say, you're, or with another card that is not HSA associated, then you can always reimburse yourself out of your HSA if you if you choose to do so. Oh, that's so helpful. Yeah, I'm just curious kind of how it works and just make sure that we can share the process with people. That's so easy. So I love hearing that there's not a lot of paperwork and not a lot of, you know, kind of red tape backing people up with this. Absolutely. I think it is, uh, you know, the HSAs are meant to be you know, our dollars that you save so that you can spend in your medical expenses today or in the future, including in retirement. And uh, it is pretty easy to spend your money with, uh, with a card, which, you know, most people are used to, to paying for their normal expenses with a card. So, Love that. So I would love to dive into some of the myths surrounding HSAs that you see most. I know just at the Mental Health and Wealth Summit, we had a myth that someone thought, an HSA replaced a health um, account, like health insurance. Someone thought that it was actually an FSA. So like, what are the common myths that you tend to see? And let's debunk some of them. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, you know, for as long as HSAs have been around, there's still uh, significant misconceptions or confusion among consumers as to how they work. Fidelity has done some research and uh, and the results show that, you know, definitely there's uh, more education that we can do to help people understand how HSAs work and also understand the key benefits, right? As, as we talked about the triple tax advantage, for example. So in the survey, we, we for example, found out that almost 40% of employees thought that HSAs are uh, use it or lose it uh, functionality, just the, like the flexible spending accounts or FSAs. And of course, you know, both HSAs, FSAs sound pretty similar. They are very yeah. different. There. <laughs> and, uh, and as we, you, you asked the question earlier, right, the money in your HSA stays with you uh, no matter what uh, you do. You can change jobs, can change health uh, insurance you know, that is your individual account. FSAs, you know, are the ones that have the use it or lose it at the end of the year. And uh, although, you know, some health plans, some employers may allow you to to roll over up to $550. And uh, also, you know, what we found out is that 65% of, of those uh, surveyed did not understand how to take advantage of, of the HSA tax benefit, did not understand this wonderful triple tax benefit advantage, which is, you know, is going to lead you to probably not optimize your account. 
So how can people take advantage of this triple tax advantage if people are kind of unsure how it works or unsure how to make it work? What can people do? Well, first of all, you can try to increase how much you contribute to the, your HSA. Ideally, uh, if you can afford it, uh, contribute up to the maximum permitted by the IRS, which is, I, I don't know if you, we have talked about it, but it's $3,600 for individuals, $7,200 for family coverage, and an additional $1,000 for catch-up contributions for those aged 55 and older. So that's uh, obviously a good way to take advantage of that. You know, initially, whatever you put into the account is going to be tax-free. So those are all tax-free dollars that you can use for your expenses today and in the future. And if you want to take advantage of, of the fact that the money in your account grows tax-free, then ideally, you leave money in your account and you invest it to potentially see it grow tax-free. So I think that those are things that you could do. You could open your HSA anytime during the year. You don't have to wait uh, to the annual enrollment, although some companies will only allow you to, to kind of uh, choose your health plan during annual enrollment. But the HSA, you can open at any time during the year. You can change your contributions during the year as well. So there's a significant flexibility for that. But the, what is important is that, you know, you contribute as much as you can and you save as much as you can and you invest as much as you can, at least that money that you are not planning to use for your, to cover your current healthcare expenses. Love that. So let's dive a little bit deeper into that. So you said that you can invest with an HSA as well as save for medical expenses. So how can someone decide what to save for their medical expenses and what to invest, you know, the rest of their funds. And, and how can they do that from like a more technical standpoint, like through their account? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, obviously you make the decision to contribute and, uh, if, you know, you should contribute as much as, as, as you can to take advantage of the tax uh, deduction from your contribution. And then you need to think about how much do you want to pay for your qualified medical expenses today, or you may use your HSA for your healthcare expenses today, or use some other source of personal savings to pay for those expenses. So once you make that decision, then you need to, to consider setting aside, a, let's say, a cash target, which would be the amount in cash in your HSA that you're going to use to pay for your current qualified medical expenses. And, you know, once you have uh, have determined that cash target, then you keep that cash target in the account. And then any remaining balance you invest and you could invest automatically with every payroll. You could invest at once. Uh, you could, you know, many providers like Fidelity provide help to kind of uh, guide you in how to to decide to invest those balances that you are not going to need for paying your your current healthcare expenses and in a way that is uh, aligned with your investing goals and your appetite uh, for risk so there are many ways that that uh, we would have to to help in that area and uh, also you know you may be saying but how do we set the cash target and in order to get that cash target uh, in mind that you're going to use to keep in cash in your account. I think that it, the, the best way is to 
gather some information. Most importantly, try to figure out how much did you spend in healthcare expenses last year? So once you see how much you spent in medical expenses last year, and you could, you know, obviously uh, there are different sources for that. You could go to your credit card statements, or you could maybe look into your insurance website, etc. But once you figure that out, you think about for this coming year, how much am I going to spend? Is this going to be a typical year or do I expect some larger expenses that I didn't have last year? Like, for example, my kids are going to get their braces. So that's a, a big expense that I didn't have last year. I will have this year. So once you make those estimates, then see where you stand and uh, you set aside your HSA cash target. And as I said, the rest you you save for the long term and uh, and invest it. Perfect. So you said the maximum per year is 3600, correct? Yes, 3600 for individual coverage, 7200 for family coverage and the 1000 you could add for catch-up contributions if you are 55 or older. So let's say, for example, your estimated medical costs are $2,000 and you max out your HSA. So you can have that $2,000 per year in the savings account ready to go and then just invest the $1,600, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. I love that. I think that's such a dual benefit and it's helpful to, you know, pay for the more immediate kind of expenses that, you know, come at a great tax advantage and then also save and invest for the future. Absolutely. Yeah, it uh, it has uh, great benefits. You have peace of mind because you know that you have enough money set aside in cash for any expected or unexpected expense, medical expenses you may have. But you also know that you're starting to build for the future. And, uh, you know, those investments, when time is on your side, can really pay off and build a, a nice healthcare nest egg for the future, including for your healthcare expenses in retirement. And you know, remember that healthcare expenses in retirement are going to be a, a big number. Uh, in fact, uh, Fidelity, we talked about this uh, during your summit, but uh, Fidelity estimates that the average uh, 65-year-old opposite-gender couple retiring this year can expect to need $300,000 to cover medical and healthcare expenses throughout their retirement lives. And uh, that number is, is a daunting number. So <laughs> yeah. anything you can do to start investing, you know, saving and investing now towards that number is, uh, you know, it, it's going to be just goodness for your retirement. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that because $300,000 sounds so daunting. But yes, when you think of healthcare costs for the total of your retirement, it's like, yeah, you can kind of see where that comes from. And if you start putting away money now in a tax advantaged account, then you can start building that so that it's less daunting in the future. And, you know, talking about healthcare costs and kind of planning for retirement, I know we mentioned this in the Mental Health and Wealth Summit, but you can use HSA funds to cover long-term care insurance premiums. So can you explain how that can help someone prepare for their future? Absolutely. Well, this is part of your uh, or the healthcare expenses that you may expect when when you retire or in your older years, right? And you can use your HSA dollars to pay tax free for your long term care insurance premiums. There's a maximum annual tax free amount that you can uh, pay for these premiums based on your age by the end of the year, and these amounts, like similarly to the 
to the contributions to the HSA increase slightly each year for inflation. Uh, of course, to qualify, the long-term care policy must cover only long-term care services, but also qualified medical expenses include amounts paid for qualified long-term care services. So, so that's you know also another way to to take advantage of your HSA dollars. Uh, so. Those are, you know, things that you can use to cover for for those healthcare costs in retirement. Definitely, an HSA save the HSA uh, dollars in the savings can help you get there. That's amazing and incredible. I love that. And so, you know, I, we're all about breaking the stigma here on the Mental Health and Wealth Show. And I know during the Mental Health and Wealth Summit, you mentioned that there is a specific kind of stigma around HSAs, and so. Because we want to break that stigma, why do you think that is? And what can we do to help further break the stigma around HSAs? Well, I think that more than HSAs is the, the association with the high deductible health plan, right? Mm-hmm. And isn't that a terrible, terrible name? Because uh, nowadays, I would say that, you know, many even traditional plans have, have gotten uh, relatively high deductibles as well. But it's that high deductible health plan name the high deductible scares people away and uh, and some people think that they won't have enough money to cover for those high deductibles but you know there are ways to go about it first of all there are savings that you can get if you are in a high deductible or hsa let's call it hsa eligible health plan mm-hmm. uh, because usually high deductible health plans have lower premiums than traditional plans. So on average, uh, it's about $2,000 that you can save to go from one plan to the other. So those are already savings that you could have to start, let's say, saving in your HSA, which is obviously a key advantage of having a a high deductible or or HSA eligible plan, right? You're going to be able to open an HSA and start to contribute uh, tax-free, take advantage of the triple tax benefits of the account. So you know, as I said, uh, then you have on top of that you, the tax deduction. You have also the lesser uh, premium that you're going to pay. And then if you add to that the fact that many employers are going to contribute to your HSA, you know, you should consider all of these factors before choosing a health plan and not be driven by the name. Definitely, we we always advise our employer clients to to have a more consumer-friendly name, like an Mm, HSA-eligible health plan, so that uh, they don't scare away their employees from choosing that plan. But, you know, you need to use to look at all of those factors before choosing your health plan, because you cannot only look at what is the deductible or what is the premium, right? I mean, you have to look at everything, you know, as a set of factors and then make your decision appropriately. Totally. Yeah, it's so important to look at the big picture in all different kinds of ways and not be scared away by the names. And yeah, I think it's a really great way to build wealth and prepare for your future. And I think maybe some people think it's only for a certain kind of person or a certain kind of population, but really it just the qualifications are based on a certain kind of health plan. Mm -hmm. And if you qualify, then it's definitely something that you should utilize. Absolutely. I think that an HSA and an HSA eligible health plan are for anyone. It doesn't matter what is the the income strata, you can benefit from having a high deductible health plan paired with an HSA. 
Love that. So we talked a little bit about kind of the more technical aspects around HSAs, what it covers, some myths and misconceptions. Is there anything else that people should know about HSAs and how that they can support um, their mental health and wealth through this vehicle? Well, you know, I think that we've talked, as you said, about all of the benefits. Uh, I think that maybe kind of highlighting that there is a, a big connection between someone's health and their finances. And uh, in fact, that fidelity, as we talked about, you know, at your summit, fidelity is focusing on helping their clients achieve their, their total well-being. And of course, we know that that implies a lot of complex, multiple difficult choices. And we also see that, you know, life, finances, work, health, all of these things, all of these areas are interrelated. And as healthcare costs also continue to rise, obviously health has become even a more critical component of, of a person's financial choices. So there's definitely a, a, a very clear link between health and wealth. And that's why, you know, in when we look at total well-being, Fidelity did a survey looking at the overall effects of, of medical debt, and you know that's probably the, the worst uh, the worst type of debt from a total well-being perspective. And remember that one way to to deal with that burden of medical debt is uh, the potential of opening an HSA and using those contributions tax-free for both spending and, and saving and investing and growing your account. So in general, we also see from our surveys that people who have an HSA have made more strides towards building their financial security and have a safety net uh, to give them that, uh, that cushion, right, in, in the event of an emergency health event. And also uh, HSA owners are more confident when they make their health uh, decisions. So again, I mean, like, an HSA can help support your mental health by helping you feel more financially secure, by helping you making better healthcare decisions as well. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, mental health and wealth, it's all interrelated. And that's definitely something that we talk a lot about on this show is how closely these two topics are interconnected. And physical health, mental health, they're so related to our financial health as well. And they can really support each other when kind of one area is off. So, you know, if you're having a mental health or a physical health crisis, having money can certainly come in handy because it can help buy you treatment that you need. Um, If there's a health emergency of any kind, big or small, the last thing you want to be doing is also worrying about money. So if you can Mm -hmm. just have one less thing to worry about, whether you're dealing with a surprise diagnosis an you know, not so fun procedure or whatever you may be dealing with, you can have that peace of mind of knowing, okay, at least I have money set aside that I can deal with this unpleasant health thing, whether it's just going to therapy or having a procedure or an unfortunate cancer diagnosis. I mean, things happen all of the time. And I think health is so precious in the sense that like when we have it, it's like one of the most valuable assets that we have because everything is working as it should. And the minute something is off, we feel it. And, you know, I mean, just think of even when you have a cold or the flu, it might not seem like that big of a deal. But even just for five days to 14 days, you feel awful, everything's off, 
nothing feels right, you know, your, your mood is affected. And so to be able to have money to set aside to prepare for those times is so crucial and can support your overall mental and financial well-being. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's uh, what HS, an HSA can help you do, that, right? I mean, give you that peace of mind, knowing that you're going to be financially more secure and be able to, to face uh, potentially higher healthcare expenses. Totally. So for people listening, if they wanted to open an HSA today, how can they get started? Well, it is very easy. Well, first of all, as I said, in order to open and contribute to an HSA, you have to be enrolled in an HSA eligible health plan. And I think uh, we talked about what a, a, an HSA eligible health plan is. Then you should check if your employer has one. So check with your HR group and, and they will tell you if they have an HSA program with your employer that you could open the account through. And if not, then you go the you know through retail um, HSA providers. Uh, Fidelity is one of them that has both the employer program or a retail option. And you just go to the Fidelity HSA website and open a CCS opening an account through the uh, website. Or you know you can always call our centers. We have uh, always helpful representatives that can guide you through the process. And help you not only open the account, but decide, uh, you know, transfer money from other HSAs or help you decide how to invest your money. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing. I love this. This is going to be so helpful for all the listeners. So is there anything else you want to share about HSAs specifically or about the work that Fidelity does? Well, uh, no, just uh, I appreciate very much what you're doing to highlight and kind of uh, increase the profile of health savings accounts. These are really very beneficial accounts that I think any individual can take advantage of. We talked about the triple tax benefit, which is unique for for HSA accounts. Uh, We talked about the benefits that having this peace of mind, knowing that you're taking care of your healthcare expenses today and in the future can provide you also uh, to better mental health. And I think that anything that we can do to to continue to encourage individuals to take advantage of these accounts, I I very much appreciate it. So thank you for for having this segment in your summit and, and the interview today. Of course. Thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise and knowledge. I think this is so wonderful and such a great tool for people to utilize to maximize their health and wealth. Thank you so much for this conversation, Begonia. Thank you very much, Melanie. Thank you so much for listening to the Mental Health and Wealth Show. Want more content and support? Sign up for the Mental Hump newsletter and get our free mental health and money inventory worksheet. You can sign up at mentalhealthandwealth.com and also check out our other blog posts and podcast episodes. Also, we host a Mental Health and Wealth Hangout every other Thursday over Zoom at 5 p.m. Pacific to chat about all things money and mental health. The best part, it is free. If you'd like to support the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a review and you can also support me at ko-fi.com forward slash Melanie Lockhart. And lastly, I want to remind you to do something for yourself to take care of your mental health and wealth.